Give Easter Rabbit hooray! Make him look funny hooray! Oh, I'm glad I don't have to do that for a living. Better Each Day podcast radio show with Bruce Hilliard. Today and every day, reaching out for innovative ideas in every way. Yeah, Today's show is yeah. brought to you by your future. It comes with a lifetime guarantee. Ooh, make a better stay now, baby. Better it's the Better Each Day podcast radio show. And once again, it's me, Bruce Hilliard bringing you the Power Roots Trio Delgrays and one-third of the trio, our very talented guest, Pascal Denet. He is a singer, guitar player, and songwriter of music that takes on slavery, immigration, workers' rights, all on their new album coming out April 9th, titled 4AM. The band members include drummer Baptiste Brandi, and in a nod to New Orleans tradition, rather than using a conventional electric or acoustic bass, our guest Pascal chose to anchor the music with a sousaphone. Sousaphone being a modified tuba designed for marching. And their sousaphone player, Rafki, excuse my French, I'm not sure how he pronounces it, a Paris Conservatory trained trumpeter who is well-versed in playing tuba in Caribbean dance bands. Please welcome, from the band Del Grey's, Pascal Denet. Just reading through your bio, it's, it's pretty good. Whoever wrote this did a great job. Yeah, I don't know which one you have, but yeah. Oh, I don't know. It has beautiful. That's a few. Has <laughs> a beautiful wow. picture of you. You're a good-looking guy. There, look at that. Wow! Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> All right, let's start off with the the origin of the name. How did that come about? Well, it's um, related to Louis Delgras. There was uh, a guy, uh, he was part of Napoleon's, Napoleon Bonaparte's army. And he was born in Martinique. And um, he was a mixed race guy. So he fought for the French Revolution. He was one of those guys like really believing in the whole idea of, you know, of freedom and all that. And uh, he was, um, yeah, born in Martinique. And in um, 1802, he was based in Guadeloupe, so French West Indies, when Napoleon Bonaparte decided to reinstate slavery. You know, the French Revolution had decided to free all the slaves in uh, 1796. And then eight years later, for some reason, uh, he decided to, you know, return to slavery. So you have this guy was a mixed race guy. He fought for the French Revolution, for freedom, and he's based in Guadeloupe, and he sees like 20,000 French guys coming back, coming to the island to reinstate slavery. So he decided to, to rebel, to say, no, this is not going to happen. And they, keep, they kept fighting for like over a month. But of course, he was outnumbered. And... Um, he decided to blow the whole place up where he was uh, retreating with these guys. And they decided to blow the whole place up, including themselves, rather than surrender. Wow. So, yeah, so that's that's the kind of guy, you know, we are named after. So that's a pretty heavy name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? it, it is. And uh, 
Much of your lyrics are in Creole and, and covering issues such as poverty, slavery, struggles. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That, that's not done a lot. A lot of people write love songs. How, how did you end up doing this? Yeah, it was, I just, at one point in my life, you know, I needed to do that. I was, because, you know, when you are like from the West Indies and you basically, you are technically French, but then again, you know, your, your, your skin is not the same as most French people, you know, and uh, you come from a small island that used to be a colony. So somehow it's kind of hard to, to fit in totally, you know. Because you always had that question at one point, one, you know, people are just like, hey, so where are you from? You say, oh, I'm French. And like, mm, yeah, but really, I'm like, yeah, I'm French, you know. But then, you you know, you have to, to justify a lot for, for who you are. And uh, so I got to a point in my life where I was like, well, so... I need to know better about where I come from. You know, I was looking for a role model or someone big, you know, like Louis XIV uh, or Napoleon Bonaparte for, for all the West Indies. And then there was like that little voice in my head that reminded me that I, my father, years before, told me the story of that guy who fought for, for a soul. You know, this guy, he died a hero. And nobody knows about him. So you ask most French people, they don't know anything about Widergas. And I was in Amsterdam at that time. I was living in Amsterdam. And I had just recently bought a beautiful Dobro guitar. And I started playing some slide blues and stuff that I loved. And thinking of Widergas and the fact that he was totally forgotten, I started writing the first song of what would become um Mojody and, and the album of Del Gress. You know, it was more like a tribute to this guy, to the fact that he died a hero and nobody knew about him. And yeah, that's that's you know, that's how it started. The Dobro though, are, are you pretty good on Dobro? Yeah, you know, I have my own style because what I do I, I played a lot of African music from Mali especially. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's more or less where the blues comes from, you know. And, and so I always, literally, when, when you look at the West Indies, basically, they're just like in between Africa and, and America. Yeah. And I thought, oh, you know, I, I, I would love to, to put my own vibe, you know, have my, because blues is a feeling, it's, it's, it's something you, you, you feel inside. It's not so much a form of music. It's not the, the way you play it. It's, it's a feeling. So... In the West Indies, we have a few reasons to feel the blues as well, you know. So I thought, you know, I could just mix my own West African, you know, Malian feeling to the Caribbean vibe. And of course, you know, I, I love all, you know, that music from Louisiana, those roots. They, they resonate in me very strongly. So I thought, you know, I might create my own stuff, you know, with, with the double guitar. Loving the sound of the instrument. Yeah, when you played so, Dobro, though, did it change your songwriting? Did it kind of make you feel different? Yes, definitely, definitely. Especially, uh, I started playing open tuning. Yeah, you know, because at one point, you know, I, I I was looking up on the internet because I was I was attracted to to changing the the way you know you play the guitar, and of course, you know, I went for the all the the traditional blues open tunings, and then. I, there was always that major third 
that was always there. I, I was like, oh no, hmm. shit, you know, I'm stuck with this major third. <laughs> so you made so a I minor? Decided, <laughs> yeah, no, this, and, and minor was the same, you know. Oh. So I decided to go all, like, only fifth. Oh. Okay. That's why now my tuning is D, A, D, A, D, D, and that's it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because then it's totally open, and then I, yeah. I decide when I want to have a major third or minor, you know, I decide. But, you know, if I just strum the guitar, I let, just let it ring, and it sounds, it, it's open, and you, you can just close your eyes and off you go, you know. So that was the idea. Yeah, uh, for those of you at home that don't know what that would sound like, it doesn't have a third, so it doesn't sound like a chord, really. It sounds like the outline of a chord, sort of. Hard to, mm -hmm. hard to describe. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to describe. The, the only feeling we'd have, like, because it resonates freely somehow, it's kind of more, it's like in the air. It resonates in the open air. Yeah. You know, so it's more appropriate for, you can just close your eyes and travel immediately just by strumming the guitar without even playing any chord, you know, and, you know, and that's, that's, you know, yeah, then you put the slide on the guitar and that's it, you know, you could be like in Africa or in Louisiana or, you know, you decide. It's kind of spooky sounding, really. <laughs> well, yeah. no, it's, it's great feeling. It's great feeling because you can just, you know, travel back in time yeah, and, that's and, and and move around, especially these days. You know, you may, you want to be able to travel without moving, really. <laughs> he, and you know what? You are, your music is so cross-pollinated, I can't believe it. I feel like I've been cooped up in this little world when I read about and listen to your music. It has a mm -hmm. little, little piece of a lot of places. Yes, it's... That's typically when you look at the Caribbean, where you know where I'm from. I was born in, in France mainland, by the way, so I had to make you know a conscient effort, but not effort, but you know I had to to do the work of going back to my roots. Uh, and um, but when you think of the Caribbean, it's such a small part of the world. You have all these tiny islands very close together, and still. They all speak different languages, have different musics that are pretty strong. When you think of Cuba, Jamaica, Haiti, and all that. So it's all in there. And you have so many different influences. Because sometimes Guadeloupe would be part of England, it would be part of France, and then the next minute, you know, that island would be part of Spain, and then go to the Dutch. So it's... Mm -hmm. It's it's a melting pot uh, culturally, and it's um, it's it's no wonder why I, when I started looking at my own culture and where I come from, I end up with with a lot of different influences. So one more question, and we'll get to the get to the songs. Mm. You have a sousaphone rather than a bass guitar or any other form yeah. of bass sousaphone. Now, where does that come from? Well, I can tell you, this is totally related to New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> to, yeah, man, it's, I don't know, you know, some things you can't explain. It's just, you know, since I was a kid, for some reason, any time I would hear music from that place, that area of the world, it was just resonating me. I don't know if some of you guys believe in like 
you know, previous lives or whatever. <laughs> but uh, I'm pretty sure I was like somewhere in that area, that part of the world, like in, in some previous lives. Because every time I would hear music from Louisiana on the radio, I don't know, I would feel totally connected. So when it was time to decide to have some kind of bass, because I met for, with Baptiste Bondi, the drummer, in another band. So that was already sorted. But we thought, ah, oh, we need a bass player. And I was like, no, I don't want an electric bass. I know I don't want double bass. I want that sound, that sound, you know, the matching bands. I want, I want to have New Orleans. I want to have that vibe in the band. Just a cool idea. You know? So, Pascal, I don't count anything out. So, yeah, maybe I had a former life. I don't know. So, you know, <laughs> I'm good with that, yeah. Okay, the album comes out uh, April 9th, 4 a.m., yeah. Do you, do you call it 4 a.m. or 4 o'clock a.m.? Yeah, 4 a.m. sounds good. 4 a.m. I like 4 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the title cut is 4 a.m. What is that song about? That song speaks specifically of um, my father when he moved from Guadeloupe to France mainland. That was back in the 60s. He arrived in France. You know, he was an electrician. And, of course, you know, coming to France... He, he just had to go for any job they gave him. And so he started moving things around, you know, working, moving cases and, you know, and he had to wake up at four in the morning. It was winter time. So you come from the, the Caribbean and you come to France. And of course, it's pretty tough, but, you know, he just went through it for his family. So that song is a tribute to all the people, the hardworking people, you know, working looking up very early sometimes, how they can forget about themselves just to support their family. Uh, I know it's a pretty universal thing that most of us do, and but we just wanted to shed some light on that situation through my father's life. Um, so 4AM is for him and all the hardworking people around the world. Oh, 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 oh,
You. Yeah, I don't understand the lyrics very much. I pick up a word here and there, but uh, <laughs> you kind of don't have to, to don't have to know it to get the vibe. You know, it's yeah. yeah I appreciate you say, you say that because that's that's the reason why you know we we felt so good even you know with the, the first album we, we we toured in America and and people would come to us and, and say the same thing and uh, it's really good to feel that people can actually. Uh, feel connected even without understanding all the lyrics, you know, because that's what music is really. You should be, you should be able to connect without any words. But of course, when you get the meaning, it's even better, you know, you can go deeper. But um, yeah, it's good to, to feel that we can connect all around the world without, you know, even not speaking the same language. So what's the meaning of I say, I say, enough, enough? So, Assez Assez is um, a, a, a direct um, tribute to the migrant. Um, in Europe, you have a lot of people coming from Africa, but you know, they only have to cross the pond, <laughs> you know, the Mediterranean Sea. Mm -hmm. So they, they try to, to get like, to get to Europe and most of the time it's very dangerous. Lots of them die and, um, it's it's a terrible situation because of course everybody is like hell no please don't come go home we have enough trouble here but these guys as you can imagine you know they don't have a choice really so this is only us Belgras adding our little voice to all the voices of so many artists that already addressed that issue and uh, so I say I say says it, the meaning is enough enough because. We, we, we relate to these people saying, it's enough now. We had enough trouble, enough pain. So we need to come to you and please open your heart and your arms. You know, and, and that's what that song is about. So it, this is another story of migration, basically. This, in, the, in the album, you'll find a lot of stories. It's about people moving from one place to the other because they don't have a choice. This is what, you know, the biggest country in the world, like America, was, was built on. People don't have a choice, and sometimes they just go for it, and they, they try something different. And uh, this is still happening nowadays, and that's why we, we sing that song now.
I really appreciate your discipline in learning English as well as you have, and I feel guilty that I don't know your language. No, man. It, we, we understand each other. That's the main point, whichever language we use. Yeah. And, I, and I also appreciate you addressing these issues because they need attention. And uh, and in a time of COVID and everything, everybody's talking about that all the time. But there are still some things, some underlying things that we need to be thinking about. And you're, you're kind of carrying the torch on that. I really think it's cool. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah, it's, it's, uh, we have to do our, we do our share, you know, in our, in our little corner of the world, you know, and we try to get things moving as much as we can. You know. So thanks, thanks to you for helping us, you know, having that voice sounded bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's what I love doing. And that's, that's really the premise of having this podcast is to have people uh, be heard. This is great. Gosh, very interesting. Very, very no good talk. I'll let you go. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right, Pascal, thank you so much. And who knows, maybe we'll cross paths someday. Yeah, I hope so. Okay. Take care. Man. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Radio Show with Bruce Hilliard. We'll be back with a new horizon, but until then, honor the future. It comes with a lifetime guarantee. And we're all just trying to make the next day a bit better.